0: We can't just not talk about Dune, right? It's too jam-packed with imagery and themes and all that mess to possibly get away with avoiding it. But it's also kind of a, a tricky subject because it's pretty clearly exploring the themes of another religion entirely. But what can Christians learn from the story of Paul of the House of Atreides, other than just learning to read dense books that are slow as molasses. Let's be real about this. For this video, we're going to focus specifically on something you'll hear quite a bit between the movie, the show, and the book. The power of fear and why the litany against fear doesn't quite cut it. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and no, no the worm behind Paul totally looks like an eye. And definitely not anything more childish. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I'm your nerd, Pastor Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, then be sure to sub and hit that bell to find out when our next one drops. As always, we're going to be starting out with our scripture for this week. We're going to be reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 27 through 34. I'm going to be reading through the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you prefer, feel free to use that one instead. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for His kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay, so We'll be mostly talking about one aspect of Dune for this video, but let's at least start with a quick synopsis of this dense piece of science fiction. Dune is the story of Paul Atreides, a young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding. And he must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and of his people. That's the wiki there. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of spice, which is, of course, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, because MacGuffin reasons, only those who can conquer their fear will survive in this story. So there you go. Here, fear is in the synopsis, right? Fear is something that this story is well known for. The story itself follows the epic journey of Paul as he figures out all that mess and the political intrigue that people love this series for. But for me, the real captivating part of Dune is the Bene Gesserit. The Bene Gesserit are a pseudo-religious organization of all women spies, nuns, scientists, theologians, etc. This group uses genetic experimentation, galactic political interference, and religious engineering to further their own agenda of ascending the human race, all in an effort to bring the advent of their chosen one, the Kwisatz Haderach. These words sound so silly. The Kwisatz Haderach is the one who can be in all places at once, which is precisely as nondescript and ominous as a Christ figure needs it to be. Which, of course, they all believe our main character, Paul Atreides, is going to be the Kwisatz Haderach because, you know, main character syndrome and all that, duh. Now we could probably have a couple hour breakdown of the Benny Jesuit and all their origins impact and all that mess. And hey, you know what? The Discord would be a great place to do that. <coughs> but for our purposes in this video, I want to touch on one of their practices in particular, the litany against fear. Before we get to that, I want to introduce you to Lady Jessica, who is Paul's mother and also just so happens to be Benny Gesserit. Part of her upbringing and training was this litany. And the litany goes a little bit like this. She's always holding some kind of religious thing and like, and like messing with it as she reads this in a in a hushed breath this is my performance I'll go ahead and accept my Oscar now I must not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the death that brings total liberation I will face my fear I will permit it to pass over me and through me when it has gone past I will turn the inner eye to see its path where the fear has gone there will be nothing only I will remain and then she repeats it over and over and over until the sandworm leaves her alone or something Now this is a great piece of meta within a story. Let me assure you of that. Uh, We're gonna disagree in this video with the main points of this, but that by no means is an attempt to throw away how solid of a storytelling device this litany is. I may not be the biggest fan of Dune kind of as it is, but it is hard to deny the lasting power of tropes like this one. This is a story that while it is a bit overwritten, it is very well written. Any moment where things take a stressful turn, we see Lady Jessica resort to this litany like a prayer, again with the prayer beads, to ward away the fear that would make sense in that situation. The Benny Gesserit are obsessed with fear, as we all should know from the incredibly stressful scene with the hand in the box thingy, you know what I'm talking about? Given their obsession, this litany makes a ton of sense. It's a focus item and something important to their work. They know that their people are going to be put in situations of great fear. They need to control that. And again, it's a great litany with powerful words. I've seen tattoos of the phrase, fear is the mind killer everywhere. It's a pervasive sentiment that people that love Dune love. But it does have a pretty key flaw that we're going to break down here. In order to do that, let's take a look at some Christian scripture from the Bible about fear. Our scripture for today came from the Gospel of Luke. And these are the words of Jesus speaking to a crowd in one of his sermons. These are pretty famous words that are often repeated in popular media. You've probably heard, consider the lilies of the field. Jesus is often quoted here as someone that is saying that we shouldn't fear because God has got our back. At its worst, I've seen this passage twisted to say that we don't have to be afraid of anything just because God simply exists. This often presents this kind of weird sentiment that we have going on right now that is this faith over fear movement, right? Which, hey, I love the idea of faith over fear, but I normally have to kindly ask someone what they actually mean by faith before they get too far into that. See, Jesus is absolutely telling the crowd that if God takes care of the lilies of the field, how much more so will God care for that incredible work that is humanity? Sure, he's saying that, but that isn't all that Jesus is saying here. Jesus does say, don't worry over little things. But he doesn't say, don't worry at all. Verse 31 says, instead of worrying over the little things, strive for the Father's kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. well. What does that look like? Well, Jesus continues and says, the Father is glad to give you everything. So go ahead and sell all your possessions and give alms. And then we have this real scorcher of a closing line, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What? What? on earth is Jesus talking about? How do we get to a conversation about lilies and ravens to a conversation about our wallet dexterity in heaven? What is going on? Well, when in doubt, if it's a sermon from Jesus, it's helpful to back up and take a bird's eye view of the conversation. This passage is actually preceded in both gospel of Luke and of Matthew by the parable of the rich fool who stores up his treasures in a barn and then builds more barns to store his bigger treasures. And then you know what? He dies. And what did his possessions do? Well, they just sat there. Okay, so I hear you. That actually didn't help very much. It it might take a bit of a deeper reading, but the question we want to ask ourselves is why are these two stories, three really, if you consider the lilies of the field and the treasures to be two different things, how do these three things relate to one another? It all has to do with the final point that Jesus is making. How are we living a life that strives after the kingdom of God? What does it even look like to strive for that kingdom? Now, the answer to this may feel almost insultingly semantic. We strive for the kingdom of God by actually doing the whole striving thing. The truth of the rich man who is storing treasures is that he isn't actually doing anything. He is a static, unmoving figure storing up nothing in the long run. His constant striving for more worldly wealth is actually static in a God sense. In the same way, the worrywart who is more concerned over clothes and fashions and fancy feasts, they are static figures so concerned with things going on right then and there that they have stopped striving for the kingdom of God. The problem with fear isn't being afraid. It's being stunned into a place of passivity. It's allowing our fears to stop us dead in our tracks and end our striving for a more Christ-like life. In the opposite sense, if we are so actively concerned and afraid of accruing great wealth here on earth, then our actions aren't active at all. But instead, they're just busy hands that are going nowhere fast. And this is where the potential problem lies within the litany against fear. The words themselves are just words. They are passive. But the act of actually using the litany against fear is something else entirely. Just like saying the phrase faith over fear doesn't actually mean anything, just saying the litany against fear is pretty passive and pointless. To actually be against fear, that has to be something that is done actively. That must be pursued. It must be discovered. That's the difference between Paul and Lady Jessica. As cool as Jessica is as a character, she is a passive sponge of a person when it comes to her incessant reliance on a lifeless chunk of words. At least in the movies. In the books, she's even cooler. So maybe you read the books. I don't know. They're so long. Paul is the one who actively is pursuing a defiance of fear. If fear is the mind killer, then Paul is the one forcing his mind through the murkiness of fear, while Jessica really just hides from it and truly waits for it to pass, like the litany says. But the truth of the Christian response to fear is that it is active. It is the act of being. To put it in Dune terms, it is the Quisatz Haderach that bridges the calm, passive Christ the shepherd and the active being of Christ the king together. It's the one that is in both places. The Christian response to fear is to all at once be in active pursuit of the kingdom of God and in passive defiance of fear's attempted hold on us because we know that God's got us. So sure, faith over fear. But once those words leave your lips, move on. To dwell in that passive space is to build up a storehouse here on earth, and that's no help for anyone in the end. So what does this actually mean, right? What does all of this mean for us today? How are we able to apply this to the way that we are currently living? Well, at Checkpoint, the way we're applying it is we believe that we're pursuing the kingdom of God through our three main rules. We are doing all of the good that we can. We are seeking to do no harm to one another, and we are striving to grow in some way, shape, or form in this community. Even if you aren't a Christian or don't even believe in God, these are still the steps that we believe are crucial to living a better life. So... Whether you're a Freeman or of the House of Atreides or Benny Gesserit, know that you are always welcome to join us in our pursuit against fear and towards the grace offered by Jesus Christ. But please make sure your sandworm is leashed before you come inside, okay? Thanks for listening to our weekly Nerdy Deep Dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created produced and edited by nathan webb and distributed by anchor find us on twitch.tv slash church where we'll be streaming on mondays tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays thanks again for listening to our show and remember god loves you we love you you matter be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time